yet by Thomas Elson. Hope, how a young boy clings to a memory, the reality of which resurfaces over 50 years later. Not yet. I drove through the bleached downtown area battered by wind and dirt, across the railroad track, once six tracks wide, now two, and the highway, once two lanes, now four. I entered a neighborhood unseen in over 50 years. Not much had changed except the basement house on the corner was gone. A few surviving elms overhung ancient sidewalks as brittle and cracked as when I, as a five-year-old child, played in the front yard during a time of unlocked doors, a time when screen windows stayed open, a time with no metal detectors to pass through before entering public buildings. The slightest of winds caused the leaves of the few remaining elms to flatten, casting shadows across the side and onto the house where my dog Ike had frolicked. I stopped the car, rested my chin on the steering wheel, and within a moment, I was at this very spot as a young boy, squinting through the screen door of my parents' rented house. A small child's attempt to shut out his mother's headaches and regrets and his father's scattershot venom, that constant burn of anger he carried his entire life. Is it my imagination? Is that him? I called out, Mr. Childress, are you waiting for me? Is it time? He was an old man, about the age I am now. The back door led to my father's spewing anger toward whatever was in his line of sight while slopping aluminum paint into an old garbage can. The front door led to a walk with Mr. Childress. I heard my mother's voice. Your father wants you in the backyard. My father wanted me to paint the inside of the trash can, but mostly he wanted to clamp his teeth, rip his glasses off, spread his forehead against mine and yell. Even at the age of five, I had tread that path a few too many times. Okay, I said, and walked out the front door straight to Mr. Childress so he could take me on another trip. Good afternoon, young man. Hi, Mr. Childress. I looked straight at his face as he bent to shake my hand. What happened to your nose, I asked. Something grew there and needs to be taken off. Does it hurt? Not yet. He smiled and asked about school, my dog, what I planned to do that day. Then he took me on trips from the populous party of Jerry Simpson and Mary Lee's through the heady days of the Roaring Twenties and into Prohibition, introduced me to Al Capone and took me on a car ride with Bonnie and Clyde. We talked the next day too, that Mr. Childress had to go home early. Got a doctor's appointment tomorrow, so I need to rest up. I did not see him for a week. Then one afternoon, he was waiting on the sidewalk wearing a wide-brimmed straw hat. The bandage across his truncated nose was dotted with specks of black and dark red. What's that for, I asked. Where's the rest of your nose? He grinned and said, they kept it at the doctor's office. Does it hurt? Not yet. Is it time for you to die? Not yet. He smiled and patted my left shoulder. I did not see him after that, until today, 50 years later, when he stood in front of that old house waiting. I saw us walking, his nose restored, wearing his hat, and still with me. I waited until we turned the corner and watched as I held on to him. 
I heard myself ask, Mr. Childress, is it time? He smiled and patted my left shoulder.